How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. So today is Friday, April 2nd. This is Good Friday. And we'll be talking about that later on in the show. Matt, do you have any big Easter plans this weekend? Actually, yeah. We're going to head down to New Albany, uh, go down for a little family Easter egg hunt down there, I guess. And then on Sunday, we'll go to New Albany First Baptist Church, where our uh, two nieces and a nephew are being baptized. Very nice. Yeah. So going to be baptized. So that's a, that'll be a special time for the family. Excited about that. Go down and, and, and get to see them. And both of Heather's parents have been vaccinated. So excited about getting to be with them and, and, and be around them more. So that's kind of something we've been waiting on. So looking forward to that. Well, that'd be a good time to spend some family. And I hope that everybody gets to you know, spend some time with their with their family over Easter. We're going to hang out here. Uh, we're going to go to church Sunday here at 10 o'clock outside. Church is doing it outside. And then we're going to be heading over to uh, in-laws for lunch. So just kind of a, a restful weekend. I'm going to try to find a truck on Saturday, get some dirt and some sand in my backyard. If that don't work out, then I can save that for another weekend. But other than that, I uh, hope that everybody does uh, have a good and Easter. Again, we'll, we will kind of wrap up the show that way too. Uh, also, I know there's been a lot of Easter egg hunts lately, Matt. One of the things that could be in your Easter basket this Easter, Matt, is a brand new house. That's right, Derek. Springtime is the perfect time to list your house. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in DeSoto County, reach out to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 64 years of combined real estate experience. That includes over 25,000 closings just since 2009. That's 25,000 closings on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team, and they've recently been ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's best real estate professionals. This is a perfect time to reach out to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for a free no obligation market analysis. Again, that is a free, no obligation market analysis to learn more about your home, the value of your home, your neighborhood, comps in your area. Now's the time to reach out to Brian and Terry's team at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700 or Find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com for your free, no-obligation market analysis. Our Good Friday episode recorded at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's cutting boards, sauces, thermometers, rubs, cast iron, knives, or really cool high-end smokers, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos on YouTube, you need to stop by his shop today. You can check them out on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. Or give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. But the best experience is to visit their store just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. As we mentioned a minute ago, Derek, today is Good Friday. Easter will be on Sunday. Uh, But today, city offices are closed except for... So the city offices for Hernando will be closed today. The only thing that will remain open... Well, actually, a couple things will remain open. Number one, your trash will be picked up. So if you have trash day, please roll it out to the curb. 
If you forgot to before you left this morning, please go back to your home and roll out to the curb. Other thing that all is also open, Matt, City Hall is actually open. Again, the offices are not open. Uh, you can't, you know, go in there and pay any water bills or anything like that. But you can absentee vote. Uh, they're taking absentee voting from 8 to 5 today and then from 8 to noon tomorrow. So, again, if you will not be on our Tuesday, um, if there's you have some other health issues uh, that, you know, oh, I think 65 and over, if you have health issues, then you can go today or tomorrow, 8 to 5 today, 8 to 12 tomorrow. Please go. Go ahead and get your absentee voting in. Obviously, this is a very important election. There's a lot that we've talked about over the last six weeks, especially on this show. Three or four days left before the election. Cannot stress it enough. If you will not be here on Tuesday or if there's any kind of, you know, if you have some other excuse that you, that, that you can use, please go absentee vote today or tomorrow by noon absolutely Derek you and I both agree we've preached it for the seven eight month well I guess nine months we've been doing this show we definitely preach the importance of voting getting out and exercising your right to vote which leads us into Hernando this is an opportunity for Derek and I to thank you for your support thank you for listening to our show our Wednesday show our special episode which included the mayor candidate interviews was our fastest rising show that we've ever had so we want to th- say thank you to uh to our listeners thank you for those people that continue to share it and you know certainly thank you to tom ferguson and chip johnson for coming in giving of their time uh, sitting down with us to talk about the past present and future of hernando again it's obvious that the mayor election is a big deal in the city of hernando just by the numbers that you and i've seen Derek, there on our computer that tells us what's going on with that episode it's been very exciting i think a lot of people you know there were no debates I think four years ago they did have a couple of debates. They were able to go, I believe, into the Performing Arts Center and Hernando and had a you know a couple of debates last time. Could not happen this time, you know, due, due to COVID reasons. And you know things are loosening up a little bit. Not saying they maybe couldn't have had something at the last moment, but really would have had to have been thrown together. And you know this is Easter weekend. It's been a tough year for the candidates. We've talked to a, tough, a couple of them off the record. You know this. First of all, the elections earlier than it normally is. Plus. We had a week of ice storm, so they, they all lost five to seven days during the ice storm. Plus, we had spring break. I mean, you know, that's that's tough. And then the weekend before the election is Easter. Uh, people, you know, I, I don't know how many people will be walking around, but I can't imagine them being too well received if they come knocking on your door right. after church on Sunday. So I, I would assume that most people would not be walking around on Sunday. Saturday may be tough to catch people. You're going out of town right. uh, for the day. Uh, and so... Again, it's been a really tough year, uh, a tough 60 days to campaign. And so, I, I, again, we do appreciate everybody that came on here, giving of their time, being able to let everybody hear. You know, I know that there has been some uh, articles running the paper. Sure. And there's been some other, you know, they, of course, everybody has a wonderful Facebook page, and they've done a really good job putting their campaign together over the last, you know, 60 and then some 90 days. You know, it's wrapping up here. Uh, we're getting down to the end. This may be the only, this is the only time they actually got to, physically hear them sure. you know in a, in a group setting i guess you know people listen to the same message only to that you would have to be caught at the house as they go door to door and talk to you yeah something that was interesting Derek. we've had numerous texts numerous emails our facebook messages have, have absolutely blown up a lot of people just reaching out to say thank you to us for uh well for the podcast for the utw podcast you know shining a light on positive things here in hernando making the effort to go out and, and, and interview every single alderman Alderman at large and mayor candidate, you know, of the of the season was something that was big for you and I to take on. That's something we decided to do around Christmas time. We figured out the format we were going to do it, and it worked out absolutely perfectly. Thank you to every alderman and alderwoman candidate that sat down with us 
Again, Derek and I love Hernando, Mississippi. We've lived here for almost 20 years, both of us. Uh, this is where we live. This is where we hope to live for a long time and, and maybe even uh, you know have grandchildren in the area. Thank you to everybody for coming out and, and helping us to uh, make our shows better, uh, sitting down, uh, being brave enough. Derek, we joke all the time about when people sit in this chair, some of them... <laughs> Some of them just really, you know, that light goes on. They just really get really nervous, uh, but we work through it. You know, uh, it's not a live show. It's something we have an opportunity to to record. So, um, you know, if you if you get a chance to talk to the candidates, ask them about the show, ask them about their experience on the podcast, what that was like. So uh, some very neat stories. But we have some really good people that are running for this, the seat of Alderman throughout the city of Hernando. We look forward to uh, the growth. We look forward to, I mean, for like, it is a new board when it's all said and done, just the sheer numbers of it. So we look forward to working with them and hopefully being a, a part of their uh, next four years. If everybody's listening, please remember, uh, we're going to go over it real quick. Uh, for Ward 1, Natalie Lynch or Chris Tong are your choices. Ward 2, we're going to catch you probably third weekish of May. Uh, so uh, the candidates of Ward 2 and everybody that uh, lives in Ward 2, please stick around. We will have that interview coming up uh, about the third week of May for the uh, June general election. Ward 3 is going to be Bruce Robinson, Dustin Alstein, and Mr. Robin Cotton. Those three gentlemen are vying for the seat of Alderman of Ward 3. Ward 4 consists of Chad Wicker versus Mitch Lemon, kind of the downtown area and, and, and down there. For Ward 5, we have Leslie Bierman and Beth Rohn Ross. So there will be an older woman coming from that position, yep. either Leslie Bierman or Beth Rohn Ross. Ward 6 will be Ben Piper, Ryan Diffie, and Dell Bellflower. And then finally, the Alderman at-large candidates are Jeff Hobbs and Doc Harris. Jeff Hobbs and Doc Harris, again, everybody will be voting for that position, as well as, of course, the mayors we had on this week, Chip Johnson or Tom Ferguson. Just a reminder to the UTW podcast listeners, do not expect a Tuesday morning show. We will, If you're waiting on a Tuesday morning show, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Derek and I are going to put out our Tuesday show on Wednesday so we can get the results of the elections, discuss it, talk about it, record a show, and kind of give our reaction to uh, you know what's going on in the city and, and, and how things kind of went. Really looking forward to that, but definitely UTW Podcast listeners, we will not have a Tuesday show. That will happen Wednesday morning. So as you're driving in for, for work or something mid-morning, be sure and pay attention to that. Listen to that. You'll probably know the results, but maybe you can see, uh, learn a little bit more about mine and Derek's reaction on that. So definitely looking forward to that. Good luck to all the candidates. When you hear our voice again, we will have a new board, which is exciting for all of us. Uh, the opportunity, the future, the next four years, uh, definitely bright in the city of Hernando uh, for sure. But Derek, turning our attention now. So that's everything kind of in Hernando. That's, again, the candidate review. Good luck to everyone again. Tuesday, April 6th, a big day for the city of Fernando and all the other municipalities in DeSoto County. But let's go a little bit wider, Derek. Let's head west. Let's go to Tunica. You've got some information of some really exciting stuff. Speaking of families, speaking of grandchildren, speaking of stuff like that, tell us more about a huge project that recently got announced in Tunica just this week. This is DeSoto County. Uh, we, we talked about all things DeSoto County. It's kind of how we introduced the show nine months ago. And of course, now we're more focused on under the water tower, you know, get well, South Haven area, and, and now with our brother Pod, uh, OB Pod, we've turned over kind of the east part of the county to that show. But this is DeSoto adjacent, and this is something that I'm pretty sure most, if all, if not all, DeSoto counties at one point uh, of time when it opens would be uh, enjoying this. This is the uh, redevelopment plan. Uh, was announced this past Wednesday by the former Harris Tunica Resort in Robinson, Mississippi. And there is a new group called the Tunica Hospitality Entertainment LLC 
that have set aside $140 million that will both purchase that former Harris property to put up a resort that's going to include a 20-acre water park and sports complex for kids, along with a renovation of two hotels, a family fun center, a hunting center, and an RV park. They will also have retail, dining, and entertainment plans also in the works for there. Now, I know it, people that have been here, I don't know, before, it was before the recession, so let's say 05-ish. Uh, we'll probably remember at some point they were looking for maybe like a mini Disney World was kind of the, the uh, maybe like a Six Flags, maybe, I guess more like a Six Flags size, maybe a little larger than that, had been talked about in the Tunica area. It was a rumor for a good year or two uh, before the recession happened. Of course, the recession happened. You know, the, the casinos, three or four of them have closed. It's been a rough time in Tunica over the last several years. And that, obvious, that talk obviously died away. This is... Not quite what was being discussed 15 years ago, but this is uh, something that get, to get excited about. They, you know, felt confident enough about it to put it on uh, Memphis News. I got this actually from a Memphis article uh, off of one of the news stations that actually put it into print. This is going to be a huge project. It's going to have two separate hotel towers that are going to total about 1,200 rooms, a 50,000 square foot convention center, a 18,000 square foot spa and salon. A 100-acre private ache with fishing and boating opportunities, a 37,000-square-foot adult fun center, sporting clay and hunting center on 750 acres of land, an RV park with 200 RV spaces, a youth sports complex, a 20-acre water park, as we mentioned before, a boardwalk with dining, retail, and live music and entertainment venues, and they are revamping the old golf course that was next to the Hera. It's also going to be renovated and put back into use. So, Matt, just a, an incredible idea, incredible investment into the Tunica area, and they have dates. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to list this again. Sure. This is not not my news. This is I'm not saying this. This is not rumor. This is actually put out there. Uh, they said that the first phase of it, which I'm assuming will be the acquisition and probably some cleaning up and some re, you know uh, of some of the stuff that's already out there, would be completed by late summer of this year, 2021. And it says that the um, that the the whole thing, uh, most of it, will be available by summer of 2022. That's interesting. Well, Derek, one thing I heard right there, you said youth sports complex. I mean, is that talking about baseball and stuff like that? Yeah. Maybe we don't know. But we don't know. I mean, I haven't know. seen any kind of drawings. I looked, I actually looked, and, and researched a couple other stations that had a smaller. This was the longest article I could find. Podcast listeners, if you can picture it, that's going to be the old Grand Casino years ago. I remember when I was in college. I think it was a Grand Casino which eventually was Harris. So all the stuff, the golf course and the uh, the sporting clays, all those different things, they're already there. And, and it gives them an opportunity to uh, you know take those, get them cleaned up, polished up, and, and ready to go. So it's a pretty neat thing. We, you know, you and I have kids that are, let's see, uh, just about 18 and just about 15. So I don't know if they'll get an opportunity to do that. But, again, we keep talking about grandkids and stuff like that. Maybe we look up and, and they can take advantage of those type things. I think it's a really neat thing. I think that's something that the pandemic showed us the opportunity to get in the car and go somewhere close by. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go to the beach, we go to different places like that, but if you can go to a 20 acre water park, if you can, you know, go within an hour, two hours, I have a van company. A lot of people go down to Philadelphia. We have a lot of people go to Philadelphia towards late summer mm-hmm. and stuff, go down to the water park down there. So it's an opportunity for Tunica to kind of put itself on the map for something different and something else, Derek, this is a gambling free resort. I mean, think about it. I mean, water parks are, are throughout. I mean, you've got some some huge ones in Texas. You've got indoor water parks up in like Wisconsin area, and, and that's where they have large, huge water parks that are indoor. Of course, Disney World has two water parks, sure. and we're in the middle of you know Mississippi, or middle of the southeast, the North Mississippi. I mean, hot as anything. There's no water park around sure. here. I mean, okay. you got to go to Hot Springs. 
three hours, right. and that's the closest water park we have. And when you've got, you know, our county is 200,000 people, Memphis, you know, Memphis Metro has about eight or 800,000, but the Memphis, you know, metro area, 1.2 million? Sure. No water park? It makes a lot of sense. No. Now, they used to have one in Memphis, and it, it did go under up there off of a Sycamore View. Um, that was a, golly, that must have been 25 years ago. You know, now this is this makes sense. If it's nice, if it's kept up, I mean, I think it'll be great for the, uh, just for the area, including DeSoto County. I agree, Derek. It's almost like they need a podcast to start to advertise for them. That could be. <laughs> I know of one. That could be. I, I yeah, can think of one. Yeah, one hundred forty million. I think, like I said, with Derek and I could send you an invoice uh, today. Just, just kind of with joke. But looking forward to that, Derek. I think it's going to be a neat project. Again, it's actually the first time I think in the nine months we've had this show where we've discussed just a bit west of us the Tunica area. It is. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think that could be really neat and interesting. Hernando's so close, sixty nine. You're there in no time. So I think it could be a really good part for Hernando residents for sure. Derek, something else totally non related, but we're going to spread out a little bit. Now this is federal. And this is the banker coming out and talking to you. So all business owners, please pay attention to what I'm about to talk about. The triple P, uh, the triple P, which Derek will, again, say what that is here in just a second, has been extended. Tell us about that. We've discussed this a couple of times. The PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, we're in the second iteration. It feels like if you're a banker and you're listening, this feels like about the 10th iteration. Uh, this is still considered the second round. Uh, it has been extended again. The second round opened in December. It was supposed to, to I guess, go away or stop on March 31st. And then they came out and changed the rules, allowing it to be easier to qualify for Schedule C borrowers. You could use your gross income instead of your net income. That's been going on for the last three, three and a half weeks. Now they've extended the actual deadline for March 31st to now May 31st. This is probably more for small businesses. I would I would assume most of the large businesses have already refiled. You can use, of course, still 941s. You can use, uh, if you have a, um, a tax return, you can use payroll, uh, wages, benefits, anything like that, uh, that add up on if you have a 1065. Or if you're a self-employed or have a you know, single-member LLC and you run it through your tax return as a Schedule C, then you can use now your gross. Line 7 gross income can be used to qualify for the second run of PPP. Remember, on this round, you do have to show that you have a 25% loss in revenue in the same quarter, in relating quarters from 19 to 20. So if it's second quarter 19 to second quarter 20, uh, third quarter 19 to third quarter 20, you do have to show a loss that is pandemic-related of uh, 25% or more for that quarter and then that you know to qualify for this round. So again, you do have another 60 days. So if you were told that you know it ended or if you were ending it, please check with your bank again. Uh, please, they do encourage you to go to the bank that you already have an account with uh, because they already have all the uh, kind of the CIP, customer identification program, all that information, your driver's license and stuff like that, they already have on file. Uh, we do not take that, and we being bankers, do not take that for the loan. You have to have an account with the bank. And then uh, if for some reason your bank is not participating in the program anymore, then you can go to another bank. However, you do have to open an account first. So you will have to open a new checking account, savings account, or, or et cetera. So anyway, uh, just to let you know that that has been extended. Uh, one other piece of news that we want to let you know is that you know we went straight from basically local to federal. Uh, on the state side, this it was announced uh, yesterday. The state signed on, Matt. They signed on. Uh, they have ended the session. All right, the word sign die, what are you saying there? What is that? So sign die, sign die sign means die. Uh, with, a, with no appointed date for resumption. So in other words, without day. It's Latin for without day. It means that's kind of how the legislative branches end. When they end, they basically end the session saying that uh, as of now, we, we are done. So, so when my high school boss said, "Hey, your sign die," he was just saying you're done without any any particular kind of resumption. Yeah, I mean, 
technically it's used for, for legislation. I, I guess you could use it. I, I've never heard it to, okay. like, to an individual. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so they signed I. The uh, House did it first, and about an hour later the Senate did it. They basically did it saying that Sunday, Easter Sunday, would be the official last day of the session. But for all intents and purposes, it ended yesterday. Uh, so, again, that's uh, great news. That means they passed all the business they were going to pass. Of course, the governor can't call special sessions, so if something comes up, if he gets something to his desk, now they, what they do is they wrap everything up. They basically, everything that's approved or now that we haven't talked about yet are thrown on his desk. He's going to go through them, make sure which ones he wants to sign. Maybe there's one or two they want he wants to veto, or he may call them back for special session to discuss. So they can, you know, they are called back, and they have been in the past called back. So we'll see what happens with that. There was some, you know, there's a big rush usually at the end to get this done. If he signs everything, then we'll know what the official budget looks like. The official budget for Mississippi looks like it's going to be around 21 billion, but six of that, six billion of that, will be funded by the legislature. So 21 billion will be uh, what the budget is, with six billion, as we've talked talked about before, that's kind of what the state budget is uh, of that 21 billion, or the, excuse me, the legislative budget uh, of the 21 billion. So it's pretty good. They they did it in three months. Sure. Got it done. Absolutely. And again, there's still a little worried about COVID. Of course, it was in person. They did have to shut down for a few days because of COVID. And there was a couple scares there, but got it done. And then we'll see if the governor objects to anything. And and over the next couple of weeks, we'll do a lot of uh, more research on any of the other bills. We've covered several, several bills on here that did pass that do affect us. Most recently, of course, the liquor being able to be brought to your door. Uh, and among other things, but we'll kind of research that and we'll get that to you over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, let's try and do something maybe mid to late April, just kind of a wrap up of legislature, maybe even visit a little bit with Mike McClendon, our senator from this area that was gracious enough to come on with us for a, another show uh, weeks now, I guess months ago, uh, had an opportunity to sit down with him. So, you know, congratulations to the state of Mississippi, the legislatures for doing their business, doing the state's work down in Jackson. So look forward to learning more about those things that were signed, uh, that bills that were passed, so we can learn more and educate our listeners on that. We certainly appreciate them. Glad everything got done, like you said, in about three months, and they can, uh, they can have a nice uh, Easter weekend with their families. Speaking of doing things with your family, tell us about North Point. North Point will be holding their final open house opportunity on Sunday, April 11th at 2 p.m. Have you been waiting for the right time to attend? Don't miss the final open house opportunity to preview the point. To register your attendance on April 11th, call Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5137. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Don't delay. Register today. That number again is 662-349-5127. They can't wait to meet you and have you join their North Point family. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower for multiple decades. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Drs. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant supported dentures and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference or Give them a call, 662-429-5239. That's 
429-5239 for the DFDC difference. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state form provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, Derek, over the last couple of months, Fridays have been our DeSoto County shout-outs. On Fridays, we, we spend a little bit of time shining some positive light on some amazing things going on in DeSoto County, and especially right here under the water tower. So, Derek, let's start. Tomorrow, Flock Around the Block. Flock Around the Block is a 5K race going on tomorrow, happening tomorrow. Proceeds benefit the Interfaith Council. The Interfaith Council is a group of churches in the Hernando area that get together and do different things, different projects, different opportunities to help those in need. So Flock Around the Block tomorrow. Derek, what time do you be there? Registration starts at 730 at the table. If you haven't registered already, uh, you can register on Races Online. But please, if you're registering today, Make sure that you check to see they may have already ended the online registration because it may not pick up fast enough. So check on there first. If it's already ended online registration, you can show up around 7.15 or 7.30 tomorrow morning. I register, and the race will kick off at 8 o'clock from the Trustmark uh, Bank parking lot. Uh, it's a great time. It's a great event. Uh, I'll be there uh, if you want to come out and, you know, you can race me if you want to or whatever gets you out there. But if anything, show up. And even if you're coming to watch somebody, give a donation to Interface Council. It's a great cause. It's a great organization right there at the uh, Catholic Charities is kind of where it's housed. And, uh, you know, all the churches are in town are involved with this. Uh, and it really does help those uh, who are needy or less fortunate in our town. So, again, tomorrow, you know, show up early to register if you hadn't already, and the race will begin at 8 o'clock. And, again, Derek will be there. He will be racing. I will be one of those people who forgot that the flock around the block race is happening. And when the police <laughs> when the police are stopping me from going on the traffic, and, uh, you know, then we have to follow the, uh, the walkers. I follow the walkers with the uh, less than three miles an hour <laughs> people. Uh, flock around the block, great event tomorrow. Try and get out and support it, Interfaith Council. Our next event, Mudbug Bash, the 17th annual Mudbug Bash will take place on April 17th. A little bit different this year. Last year they did a, a drive-through where they handed you your food, handed you the crawfish, and you just you know went on about your business. This year they're going to do a drive-through type situation, but also going to do a couple of hours there at the Panola Street Courtyard. They're going to have a couple of hours worth of uh, you know walk-through things, uh, opportunities to to look at some stuff. Just you know another chance to support the Palmer Home coming up on April seventeenth, Mudbug Bash, seventeenth annual. It's going to be a heck of a good event. So be sure to look at PalmerHome.org for more information on the 17th annual Mudbug Bash coming up on April 17th. Derek, tell us about same exact day. It starts for a week like we talked about last week and we'll continue to mention it until it's over. The DeSoto County Cleanup. The DeSoto County 2021 Spring Cleanup will be held from April 17th to April 24th. It's a week-long cleanup where the county will put out dumpsters in different locations throughout the county. 
Uh, these dumpsters, of course, there'll be trash dumpsters. There'll also be oil disposal locations and also e-waste locations that'll be set up. Uh, please go to the website. Again, this is the 2021 Spring Cleanup. Go to the DeSoto County uh, website and find out uh, about where these locations are. There's too many to read uh, right here. But um, And also it tells you what will be allowed in dumpsters and what are not allowed in dumpsters. So as you're cleaning up your yard, I know a lot of us have dead bushes we're having to replace. Uh, you know, if you want to take those to the curb, that's fine. But if you want to go ahead and find a dumpster, if you're doing your spring cleaning in your house, uh, your garage, anything like that, the, the county does this once a year. It usually coincides with, uh, with Earth Day. Uh, Earth Day is not happening. They're not having the Earth Day, uh, I guess, uh, festival this year uh, on the square, but they still are having the cleanup. So, again, anything you want to get rid of, uh, this is a one-time chance to not have to take it out to the dump itself. You can actually find these dumpsters throughout the county uh, and, and help to try to clean up not only your small mess, all the different kind of you know trash or whatever you see around DeSoto County. And the same day, again, we just mentioned that there is no Earth Day. Uh, so this will the spring cleanup ends on the 24th. Well, Earth Day usually is that weekend. However, they have decided to cancel it due to COVID reasons. But the Hernando Arts Festival will be that day. On April 24th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., the Hernando Arts Festival will take place. This is a uh, festival that will you know, basically involve all the artists in town, all the local artists will bring their wares to the square and you know you can walk around and you know see all that what, what they have to offer it's gonna be a great event again from 9 a.m to 3 p.m on the hernando square please come out and support the lo local artists you're gonna have pottery oil paintings you'll have drawings you'll have the christmas ornaments that are made out of oysters there's all kind of you know things if you've ever been to the desoto arts council right there on 51 wonderful uh, gift shop so just imagine that you know at a much larger scale with everybody having several items to choose from uh, and just a great event so please come out and support the local artist on saturday april 24th from 9 a.m to 3 p.m derek our next desoto county shout out actually is going to be our newest advertiser very excited to have the opportunity to advertise over the next six months with the hernando farmers market hernando farmers market will start on saturday may 1st it'll be open every saturday from may through october from 8 a.m to 1 p.m right here on the historic hernando town square in 2020, the market had 70-plus vendors comprised of more than 50 local farmers. It is one of the largest open-air farmers markets in the state with more than 100,000 visitors each year. Just last year, Derek, neat stat, in 2020, the market had more than $379,000 in sales. Wow. More than three seventy nine. dollars So, Derek, they're just on pace to be about $500 more than us. At the UTW podcast, <laughs> those sales went directly to vendors, local farmers, and businesses, which returned three times more of their sales to the local economy than chain realtors. Some neat things going on this year. The last Saturday of each month will be Children's Day with fun activities for the kids, free book giveaways by Hernando Excel by Five, physical fitness activities, POP program, which stands for Power of Produce. It's going to have live music and different events. Derek, it's just going to be an awesome op awesome opportunity. We are so thankful for them to be our latest advertiser. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop, a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, contact Gia Matheny at 662 449-9092 that's 662-449-9092 and again we will advertise for, with them through the month of april but the farmer's market does not start until may 1st 
And Matt, you know, one of the uh, first singers to be uh, at the farmer's market this year is uh, Stephen Michael. That's correct. Stephen Michael's going to be one of the live music there sometime in May. I uh, joked with Stephen the other day. It's a little bit early to be uh, to be doing some live music there. But, Derek, you transition to that because we are so excited about our last DeSoto County shout-out today. And we're going to continue to pub this. Rooster Production is putting on a singer-songwriter night at the Panola Street Courtyard Friday, May 14th. Going to be an awesome, awesome event. Looking forward to that. Our sales are going great. They've begun. Our Facebook ad is going really well. Our Instagram stuff is going really well. Please look up Mississippi Music. Mississippi Music. Derek, M-I-S-S-I-H-I-P-P-I-E, music.com for your tickets. Find us on Facebook. Look on our Facebook page. The link is right there. Uh, tickets are going fast. Only 200 tickets will be sold. Going to be a heck of a fun night. Stephen Michael will be one of the storytellers, one of the songwriters, as well as Keith Peluso and Jeremy Stanfield. These gentlemen will be on stage. They will be telling the stories behind some of their songs. They're going to talk to us about music, talk to us about a number of different things. Just going to be an awesome, awesome event. Please go to MississippiMusic.com for your tickets. Look on our Facebook page for more information. Rooster Production is a production company that Derek and I own. Uh, we'd like to start to do different things like this. I'm really excited about bringing the arts to Hernando. Friday, May 14th, Panola Street Courtyard. Show starts at 8 o'clock. And a portion of the benefits will be going to the DeSoto Arts Council because, again, we're trying to bring arts to the community. Derek, should be a lot of fun that night, a lot of fun, hopefully an opportunity to make uh, some memories with friends, uh, see people you haven't seen in a while due to the coronavirus. So that's one thing we wanted to do was do live music right here in Hernando. But if you're looking to make memories outside of Hernando, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again, 662-892-8419, or on their website at greenkingspray.com. They're my lawn service. They should be your lawn service. And remember, if you want it green, call the king. Are you looking for someone to help you with your spring and summer lawn? Now's the perfect time to reach out to William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. I continue to say, winter cleanup, tree trimming, mulching, fence repair, new fences, gate repair, anything you can think of when it comes to your outdoor needs, reach out to Richard and his team. You can find him at 662-292-8855. That's 
292-8855 or finding Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. All right, now turning to uh, baseball and softball again, we're going to kind of read through these pretty quickly. Uh, a lot of the games were postponed. Uh, there was should have been games Tuesday, uh, several games scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday night. Uh, some of those were rained out, uh, postponed. Uh, you know, rain came, and unfortunately, on Tuesday, hit a lot of people and actually carried over into Wednesday. And so there were some games last night. Uh, and so, again, we're just going to kind of catch up on the schools who reported. Now, again, athletic directors, <laughs> coaches, uh, if you're hearing this, please, you know, add us, I guess, if you want to tweet us, add us uh, uh, at the UTW pod, at UTW pod, and send us the scores, or at least if you post any kind of box score, we that's what we want to do. We want to read it on here. So, again, the ones that you hear today are the ones that have posted as of last night. And, and again, if you did it later, if I missed you, I apologize, but I've, I've tried to check it two or three times to make sure. We'll start with North Point first, just because uh, they had three games. I'm just going to report scores only. Uh, but they did have three games, reported all three scores. Uh, they uh, had two district games this week. They won 13 to nothing and 11 to one against Harding, uh, and then lost in a 5-4 walk-off last night to Bartlett. Bartlett walked them off last night at Bartlett, five to four. So again, overall a good week. You got the two district wins, lost to a bigger school, uh, but you know, again, back to the district play next week. Uh, Hernando softball again, unfortunately, was canceled. They were set to play. That's been rescheduled now for April 5th. Uh, DeSoto Central girls. Their uh, uh, softball game against St. Benedict was canceled due to weather. Uh, they were able to play, though, last night. Had a 5 nothing victory over Lewisburg. So congratulations to DeSoto Central girls. Uh, for the baseball team, uh, they uh, both Lewisburg and DeSoto Central playing each other in baseball. Uh, in that one, Lewisburg beat DeSoto Central. Remember, we talked about number nine playing number three. Sure. Lewisburg being number nine. DeSoto Central number three. Lewisburg beat them nine to seven. This is a three-game series. And the way that they do these games now, and this is they play both home and home in the same week. So you're not going to play, you know, DeSoto Central this week and then play South Haven and then play Horn Lake and then come back again. Play no, you get it done. Your series is over that week. It's a three-game series. They had it set for the three-game series between DeSoto Central and Lewisburg. It was supposed to start on Tuesday. It did not. So this is actually the end of the first game. Lewisburg had a 4 nothing lead from Wednesday that was carried over to last night. Finished that game up and again. The final score was nine to seven. It was nine to one heading into the seventh, and DeSoto Central did score six runs to kind of bring it close and uh, ended the score nine to nine to seven. They will play again tonight, and they'll play again, I guess, tomorrow uh, to finish up that series. They're trying to wrap up the three-game series. And Matt, that's uh, all I've got. That's a pretty short uh, sports section. I know a lot of a lot of listeners will be like, "All right, good." So that's fine by us. But hey, good luck to all the men and women that are young men, young women that are playing softball. Good luck as they continue to go through and begin the actual district play spring break comes out of it easter and then you got about a five six week run of district games and playoffs and stuff like that so good luck to all of the baseball and softball players in desoto county look if you enjoy what you hear each and every week find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod Again, we want to say thank you to our listeners for continuing to share our show, continue to put it out there to friends and family. Please hit subscribe wherever you're hearing our voice so that you will know each and every time that we put out a new episode of the UTW podcast. Also, ask you to visit our brother podcast, OB Pod. That's OB Pod. Uh, our brother podcast that Rooster Production is part of, working hard on the east side of the county, covering Otter Branch uh, and the Center Hill, and kind of, and they still cover a little bit of Lewisburg as well. So please reach out to them and uh, and pay attention to their show as well. Ob Pod. Well, Derek, before we sign off for our uh, our show today is Good Friday. 
Today is Good Friday. We'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy Easter. Good Friday is important to us. Uh, the Easter um, celebration, the Easter time is important to us. Good Friday, Derek, catch me up. Make sure I don't get anything wrong. Good Friday is uh, the death of Jesus. That's correct. On the cross. The death of Jesus on the cross is, is called Good Friday. And then Easter is actually Resurrection Day. Right. Easter is actually Resurrection Day. So, look, we want to encourage that we, we try and do this every Friday if we can, but we want to encourage our listeners to go to church. Uh, most of our churches in Mississippi are back in person. Uh, we definitely, uh, like you said, HUMC, Hernando United Methodist Church, will be having a service outside. If uh, outside services are something you're looking for, Hernando United Methodist Church right there on Bahalia Road, Mount Pleasant, uh, corner of Parkway and Mount Pleasant where we go to church, there will be a 6 a.m. early service, a 6 a.m. sunrise service, and then there'll be a 10 o'clock service right there outside pretty neat system they're they're going to do with a, a trailer and opportunity so if you're if you want to visit hernando united methodist church on easter dress up in your easter best and and we're going to be out there definitely want to bring a chair though you definitely want to bring a chair it's something neat that they're doing uh, just to make everybody feel comfortable having it outside but again uh you know something that's important to us i want to encourage all of our listeners to go to church on easter sunday it's the week of Passover. Reflecting back on what happened two thousand years ago, of course, you know Jesus came in last Sunday on Palm Sunday, you know, to cheers and and palm branches and uh, just all the jubilation in the world. And then, of course, you know, today is the the bleak day when he hung on the cross. And you know, we know that the final victory is won because of that. Uh, however, you know, it's still to to reflect all that he sacrificed. Uh, in order, to, you know, for our sins, it's just a, uh, you know, it's just a humbling uh, experience because we don't deserve it. Uh, but it's uh, uh, just a time for us to, to mourn, but also to reflect and to, to thank. So kind of a, just a well of mixed emotions uh, that this day usually brings to, to you know, you know, millions and billions of Christians are, are across the world. So, uh, again, I hope that everybody does take time to reflect at some time today if you are a Christian. And, you know, of course, uh, for the Jews, it's also a, a big week for them, too. Passover week is a, is a, a very uh, big week for them. So, uh, again, I hope that you ever spend time with your family, spend time in reflection and prayer, especially this week and this weekend. Uh, we do hope that you uh, are able to join some type of family for Sunday service. Uh, and just uh, celebrate Christ rising for our, and, and everything that said that was going to come true came true. Uh, it is the basis of Christianity, uh, that that belief, that core belief. And so we just uh, hope that everybody can find it uh, and and find somewhere to go. And we just really want to wish all of our listeners uh, a happy and safe Easter. Uh, of course, school has out today, and school will be out also on Monday. So take time again just to kind of go over it with your children, just a reminder, no matter how old they are, and just to kind of uh, emphasize, you know, what this weekend means. Absolutely, Derek. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Happy Easter to all of our UTW podcast listeners. Please be safe. If you are traveling this weekend, uh, again, please be safe. And, and, and we look forward to being back again, not Tuesday, but Wednesday for our special election show. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>